Hello, my name is Gray. And my name is Crystal. And this is Busty Asian Beauties, a supernatural commentary podcast, where I, someone who has seen the show several times, and I, someone who only knows the show through social media, discuss every single episode of Supernatural from start to finish. Also, we are both Asian. We are both Asian. So for today's episode, we will be discussing Season 1, Episode 2. So as a forward on today's episode, and why we're not saying the title, uh, the creature in today's episode is sacred to Algonquian culture and was thoughtlessly stolen by the writers for a fun little Monster of the Week episode. Um, traditionally, saying the name is a bad omen, so we're going to avoid that. Moreover, since the writers are not Algonquian or native, they had no business depicting this creature or having two white characters defeat it. Later in this episode, we do make fun of the creature as it appears in Supernatural, but to be clear, this is aimed at this particular depiction as created by the writers and prosthetics team. Um, we're not mocking the sacred spirit as it exists in Algonquin tradition. So, uh, Crystal, our yeah. first-time viewer, I'm yeah. assuming you don't know much about this episode. Right. Yeah, I do not. So, um, before watching the episode, here are the things that I know about it. I know that Sam at some point has a nightmare, um, that involves going to Jess's grave. Um, and second, I know that at the end, Dean is sitting somewhere looking very cute with, like, little bloody bandages on his face and, like, a cute girl kisses him on the cheek. These are the two things I know about the episode. Let's start with the episode itself so the den sequence right it's one minute and 30 seconds long it's actually much longer than i expected like i didn't anticipate it to be so long but they did a good job of summarizing everything basically that has happened in episode one right and i guess like us they focused on the character beats rather than really anything related to the case it was very long but i guess for a second episode then, like, they probably needed to remind everyone. Because these were not famous characters yet. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, the setup of the show back in the day where it wasn't, like, bingeable. Oh, so right, you yeah. Have it had to, been like, a week. Do an every week thing. Yeah. So you really have to recap everything. We go to the den sequence. We start in Blackwater Ridge, Lost Creek, Colorado. Wow. Mm-hmm. We hear growling in the woods, first and foremost. There's Mm -hmm. a creature growling and walking around and pacing. And then we go inside the tent. So there's a couple of kids playing with their DSs inside the tent, which I find very relatable because I also was a DS kid. (laughs) Aww. Were you not? Not really. I think I was mostly just playing webkins on my PC. Well, I I was wondering during this time, like, because they've been there six days, as was revealed later on, when Tommy uh, starts talking to his phone while recording a video for Mm -hmm. his sister. And he says they've been there six days. And I was like, where do they charge, like, their, their shit? Where do they charge it? 
That's a good point. They probably had like portable chargers with them, right? Because like, did, did those mention- exist back in the day? I don't know. I mean, they mentioned that what Tommy had a satellite phone. I don't know. Yeah, what that I, means. the under the satellite phone is understandable. Right. So like, I'm assuming they had like, I don't know. They were probably very like stocked up on tech. So so perhaps they they had some kind of portable charger. Did you recognize the guy playing the DS? I did not. Was that like a well-known actor? He's from Glee. Like oh, he's the guy from Glee. I was Glee. never a Glee kid. I watched one episode of Glee, <laughs> the very first episode, and I was so young, and it was like it the the the, the song sequence was about sex, and I was like, okay, I'm too young for this, <laughs> so I just never watched any Aww. other episode. I think Baby Gray made a really good choice. From what I've heard, you <laughs> dodged many a bullet. Yeah, well, I didn't dodge the supernatural bullet, so that's unfortunate. That's true. And I dodged it and then went back and shot myself in the face with it on purpose. One of the kids go out to pee. Yep. And then he gets taken by the creature. Right. And then um, we see the creature, like, creeping around the tent some more. Right. And then takes the second kid. Yeah. And then creeps around some more. And then takes the third kid. And right. then we get our intro screen. Yeah. This scene has, you know, the very classic horror movie horror. of the black yes. character dying first, or I guess in this case being taken first. And then we don't even see him in the mine later, because I guess he's presumably already been eaten. And also his family isn't looking for him, and they don't need to inform his family at any point later in the show. <laughs> It's whatever. Literally, Tommy's the two good. kids, the right? Two like, other kids were like, are they like their parents are like probably very upset right now, but <laughs> but I guess they do not matter. Next, we go to Sam's nightmare, but we don't know yet that it's a nightmare. He's at Jess's tombstone in a cemetery, carrying some flowers. We find out that her middle name is Lee, which um is very trans Jess vibes. I have to say, Sam cries of it very very sad boy hours um and then he kneels down to set down the flowers and then like a hand reaches up through the grave grabs him um there's like some screamy sound effect and then he wakes up Ooh, it was a nightmare he says i should have protected you right like, he says yes. i should have told you the truth yes which, like which is- really shows us that he his main feeling is regret over the sadness, over the like grief, I guess. It's the regret is what's killing him, basically. Right. And the, yeah, the interesting thing, the uh, I should have protected you, I should have told you the truth, because I know like what we learn later about like the like John, Dean, Sam relationship is that John was the one who tried to, I guess, protect Sam by keeping him from the truth. While, like, Dean was, you know, the, the little soldier boy, etc. Um, but I guess since Sam feels betrayed by not knowing the truth, he sees protection as telling the truth. So, that's fun, I guess. And yet, he doesn't tell Amelia about monsters in season 8. So, 
what goes, you're revealing Sam. to the audience how much you know about supernatural right now. We're supposed I, to have a brand. I only know things from social media, but I sure consumed a lot of social media. <laughs> so, uh, we wake up in the well. Sam wakes up in the Impala. Yeah. Uh, to hot blooded playing in the background, mm. which I'm assuming you don't recognize. No, I I don't know any of the songs in the show. <laughs> and then Dean asks him if he has another nightmare, and then he asks Sam if he wants to drive, which Sam goes like, "You've never asked me that," so which was kind of funny. And yeah. then oh siblings. And then Dean reveals basically that they dug around in Stanford for a week. Mm-hmm. So it's been a week since the fire. Yeah. And they didn't find anything. So now they're going to the coordinates that John gave them, which is yeah. where they're going now. I wonder how the digging around Stanford was like. Like, Sam presumably still had, like, friends there. Some classes. And also, yeah. what? Like, did he, like, Pass a professor and was like, "Sorry for skipping the interview, but my girlfriend was being dead, so you know, you get it." Dean would have looked so suspicious, right? Think... He would be like prime suspect number one because he Perhaps. showed up, took Perhaps. Sam away, and then the building burned, and then yep. like once they got back, right? So, exactly, because like... it's like maybe Dean knew that the building was going to burn, and he got Sam out, like. Like, yeah. while he was setting the trap or whatever. Yeah, but I guess, I guess, like, this Crack is Sam <laughs> and this is, my, this is my brother who's emotionally supporting me through this time. Like, probably worked as a story for enough people. They go to the ranger station um, of the Lost Creek, Colorado National Forest. Um, they look at a few maps. Um... They learn about the grizzly bears in the area, and then a ranger there asks them about things. Sam decides that they're environmental study majors from UC Boulder. Very cute. Dean says recycle man, which is yep. also very cute. <laughs> and then the ranger reveals that there's a girl named Haley who's been digging around looking for her presumably missing brother, Um, and they decide that they're going to take the permit that her brother filled out to go like camping in the woods and then go find her um and also Dean seems to be interested in Haley in some way despite only hearing one sentence about her he says that Haley girl is quite a pistol huh which made me so uncomfortable <laughs> yeah yeah quite absolutely. a pistol what what a turn of phrase I mean, we we know that Dean's into femdom or whatever, so like, <laughs> ugh, go get her, Dean. Sam accuses Dean of trying to hook up with Haley, um, and seems to be like very into going to find their dad and like I don't know, very single-minded focus on the mission. Um, and Dean asks. Since when are you all shoot first, ask questions later anyway? And Sam says, since now. Dun dun dun. Actually, this reminded me of like when I was first watching the show. Because when I watched the show the first time, I had no context 
at all. Right. Like I right. did not you didn't know, know about their it on regular media. personalities. Yeah. So yeah. like, also yeah. like I wasn't on social media, mm-hmm. so it wasn't like I had exposure on what they're like, because I I I just genuinely just found Supernatural, like on a website. I didn't oh. go on Tumblr and discover it or whatever. So like absolutely no context, right? Mm-hmm. And. I was like, this was the point in time where I was like, oh, I'm a Dean girl. Because I thought Sam was so annoying. <laughs> like, because he's so mopey. He's like, I'm so sad. I'm, my girlfriend, girlfriend just, just died. died. I know, but like, I was annoyed. Because like, you know, I'm watching the show to have fun. And if you're being like a downer, I'm like, oh, come on, dude. I'm watching the show to have fun. And so uh, now I remember. Eric Kripke for his need to murder Jessica. Not Sam, <laughs> my good boy Sam. I know. Now I'm like, I, I, under- I guess I like am looking for something more than just like enjoyment when I'm watching the show. Because I'm attached to the characters now. So I am less inclined to be like, oh, Sam, what a downer. But that w- was like what I thought at first when I was first watching the show, that Sam was right. a downer and therefore I yeah. liked him less than I liked Dean. Right. And it's interesting that they're starting the show on a point where it's like Sam's not being himself and Dean has to keep being like, by the way, here's an exposition on what Sam's personality usually is like. But yeah. he's not doing that right now. Everyone, remember, this is what Sam is usually like. I hope you learned something today, kids, about these characters. Anyway, uh, we go to Haley's house. So they introduce themselves actually as Sam and Dean, which I was like, oh, they don't yeah. use an alias. Yeah. They're not Freddie Mercury today. They introduce themselves as Rangers of the Park Service. Mm-hmm. And then, like, Haley is like kind of uh set up as a character who's suspicious of them. Yeah. So like we can see instantly that she's smart, she's on her feet, mm-hmm. she she like knows how to navigate these things. Yeah. Very, you know, like very parental figure the way mm-hmm. she interacts with her other siblings. Yeah, she's the true eldest daughter syndrome. And then like so Haley asks for an ID and Dean shows it and we barely see it because it's like when he shows it it's on the screen door Mm -hmm. so like we can't see it which was a bummer because I wanted to see what their surname they used was Um, and also Dean's picture says that it says Samuel Cole on it which Cole oh but you know I guess it's smart that he picked one that says Samuel on it because Oh, no, but he said, I'm Dean. He didn't say, where's Sam and Dean? So Haley's definitely like, why did you mix your name up with your brother's? Your photo is on this one, and it says Samuel. But, ugh, whatever. <laughs> and then, like, Haley compliments the car before he, she lets right, him in. Right, right. Because, you know, Dean... when, when one is terrified that your brother is dead, one, one must flirt with Dean Winchester. Dean turns around and mouths, oh my, at Sam. Which right. I was like, come on, dude. Come, come on. Dude. Oh, wait, are we continuing the Dean misogyny count? Because it was for last episode. Do we yes. do we count this at all? Like, I feel like that Haley girl's a the... real pistol plus. 
this whole thing? Is this like at least half a Dean misogyny? I think it counts as one. All right. Like, yeah. So. Oh yeah. So one more Dean can't... misogyny. So we're at Dean five. So they go in and they find out that you know what happened, which was like Tommy was sending voice notes and emails until three days ago when it all just stopped. Yeah. And then Sam asks for the pictures that he sent. And Dean has an I relate to you moment with Haley mm-hmm. when Haley was like, It's just us. It's just me and my siblings. Yeah. I can't, I have to make sure they're always safe. And Dean was like, You and I are the same. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Sam is also in that situation, but I guess, I guess this is a Dean Girl episode, so. Yeah. I was just gonna say, this is a, like, the plot points that relate to the meta plot, to the, like, big plot of the season, mm-hmm. are Sam-related. But the actual episode itself, itself is Dean-heavy. Like, yeah. It really is about Dean. At least Sam looks really good the whole episode, though. That was really nice of them to do Yeah, but him. he looks so sad. He looks so mopey. And I'm not a fan. Like, I must admit, oh. I'm not a fan. His little of, emo like, boy moments with his, his little bangs. Like, ugh, what a lad. His, every time he go, he does something, I have to remind myself that, like, his girlfriend just died. He's yeah, allowed he to be like this. he's going to marry her. Like, it's a big yeah. deal. And also, like, the same way his mom died. Like, that's that's very, very traumatic. That's gotta be creepy. Yeah. Yeah. So, now they go to a bar and they're trying to figure out the case. Um, Sam talks about a history of missing campers every 23 years. Like, clockwork. Um, and then he shows Dean the video of Tommy on his laptop. And it shows, like, a big hulking shadow passing behind him, like, through the tent. Um, three frames only, which shows that it moves really, really quickly. And then they find that, um, in the past, um, there was a survivor of one of these, like, attacks, which had been usually attributed to grizzly bears. Um, so they decide to go find the person who survived to see what they can tell them about the creature. And then next they go to the Shaw house, which is like the, the, the guy who um, who survived the apparent grizzly bear attacks. Mm-hmm. So they interview this guy and then Mr. Shaw claims that no one believed him. And Sam was very, you know, very like... If we know, we'll be able to figure this out. So you should tell us. Like, he's doing the sympathetic yeah. or empathetic, I guess, bit. And it works. Like, the the man says that the creature basically moved too fast to see. Mm-hmm. Which, when you watch the later part of the episode, is such a funny thing to look back on. Right, because it's, it's chilling. It's just lumbering. Yeah. He's, he's literally just some big guy who's walking around really yeah. slowly. With his little but, golem face. Yeah. And he hid too well and unlocked the door by itself. So mm. it can't be a bear because it did not like, smash open a window or anything. Right. And then he shows Sam and Dean his cars. So after that, they head out of the house. Um, they sort of discuss what the monster could be. They're like, oh, we can't let Haley go out alone. 
and then Dean's you forgot like, the corporeal part. The what? Oh, the corporeal. Yes, they do have a, a banter thing about corporeal as a word. I guess I didn't think it was that important, but I guess it's like a nice sibling moment. Yeah. yeah. Dean, Dean decides that who Sam... hasn't been teased by their sibling for using a big word? But yeah. later on in the show, Dean also uses a big word, and I was like, ooh, big word. <laughs> He says belligerent, and I was right. like, That's you were true. just making fun of Sam for saying corporeal, right. like, and now I, you're saying like shit belligerent like belligerent? Like in one of my vocabulary works, like, sorry, vocabulary books when I was, like, in, like, I don't know, middle or high school, so like that. That's I've never encountered like... that word. I had to Google it. So they discuss the whole thing. Dean says that they can't stop Haley because... Her brother is missing and she's not just going to sit tight. And then we have, you know, the moment where Sam asks, finding dad's not enough. Now we got to babysit too. And Dean looks so upset. It lo- He looked, actually, now that you say it like that, I'm like, oh, okay. That's why he's upset. <laughs> right. Because, like, I thought he was just, like, angry. Because I wrote, like, he looks at Sam angrily, but I didn't connect the dots. That, like, he, that's basically what he had to do, like, right. in his life, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, he had, he had to, to babysit, babysit Sam. Sam while John left them alone in motel rooms. After this, we go to the woods, and then Roy and Haley are talking. Did you catch the name of the younger brother? Is it Josh? Okay, for some reason, I thought it was Connor. I feel like... I, I don't, but okay, the it's transcript definitely says, not Connor. the transcript says that it's Ben, so we just came up with two random white boy <laughs> names and substituted them in. <laughs> he so, looks yeah. like a Josh, so it's fine. Anyway, right. Ben, so, right. so they're talking man. about how, they're talking about how Ben shouldn't come, but... Uh, Haley insists that they should all stick together, and then oh, Sam and Dean the context, show up. Roy is the guide that Haley hires oh, yeah. to, yeah, take her through the woods so she can find her brother. And then Dean and Sam and Dean show up, and they're saying like, "Hey, so we're going with you guys." And Haley was like, "You're hiking in biker boots and jeans." And so Dean true. says his iconic line of "Sweetheart, I don't do shorts." Can I which count that as a Dean? Maybe a misogyny moment. <laughs> I'm counting that as a know. Dean misogyny moment. Yeah. All right, we're at six now for the show. So then we go after like they get to join them on their little adventure. We go to the mine, um, where we see um the earlier kids who were captured. Well. Two of them, the later two. Hanging from the ceiling, all chained up. Um, and then we hear growling, and the creature presumably goes and, like, bites um, the guy who's not Tommy, um, who the transcript says his name is Gary. And then it's like, ah, <laughs> uh, no, they're being eaten. Okay, so we go to the woods, right? Mm-hmm. So they're in the woods. And Dean is asking Roy pointed questions to figure out if he's a hunter hunter and not just, like, a bear hunter. So he says, like, did Bambi and Yogi ever hunt you back? Like, questions like that. Right. And then 
Dean almost steps on a bear trap, which yep. is kind of like when Roy figures out that Dean is genuinely like out of his depth and yep. they're lying about being park ranger service mm-hmm. guys. And this is also when Haley figures it out. So he right. she confronts Dean about not being an actual ranger. Mm-hmm. And like Dean looks at Sam and Sam was like, you got this and just walks away. <laughs> so true. Sam. And then so Haley was like, you're just carrying a double bag. You're not packing any provisions. What are you? And Dean is like, oh, so we're not really park rangers. We're looking for our father. And Haley was like, why didn't you tell me from the start? And Dean says, I'm telling you now. And then he says, <laughs> no, I hate this. I hate this. I'm, I'm putting says, the tally up. We're at seven. <laughs> Great. Hit us with the line. This, this is the most honest I've ever been with a woman ever. Which is one, like, what a weird misogyny moment. Yeah, but exactly. Like, two, why? Two, like, it's such a weird thing to say in general. Like, yeah. if we, even if we remove it from the misogyny, you know, part. Because, like, what what's the point of saying that? Like, I've never been honest with another woman in my life. Right. Like, hi, I lie to women. So are we good now? And also, it's just like, it's so dehumanizing. Right. Of, of like, I say, I'm honest with men, but with women, nah. Nah. <laughs> like, women, that other species, I just fuck them and leave them. What are you talking about? And then we have the most. Um, pointed Eminem sponsorship, <laughs> right. where Dean fact Dean gets out a giant bag of Eminems and it's like these are my provisions. What yeah. do you mean I didn't pack any? Right. And then they keep on walking. Yeah, which I okay, I feel like do they usually couple Dean misogyny moments with like harmless Dean being funny moments? So it's always like ugh, cringe. This is kind of bad. But oh, he's just a little boy. Like, is that sort of like a like a pattern that's been happening in the last two episodes? I feel like I've seen it a bit. And I guess in this era of mm. television, like the misogyny jokes are supposed to be funny. So, like, yeah. they're combined, you know. So like, right, right. It's just it's one like, continuous he's just joke. A silly, goofy guy in all the ways yeah. that matter: food and misogyny. So. Now they're heading deeper into the woods, and they see that they're at the coordinates that John had left for Dean in his journal. Um, and they notice that there are no creatures in this area, which means, I guess, they're they all ran away from something that was scary. And then they keep heading deeper into the woods. Okay, so at the campsite, they see the tent, and it looks like. Roy says that it looks like a grizzly attack because, well, it's full of blood for the for one thing, and like everything is in ruins. Dean figures out that the bodies were dragged from the campsite, but the tracks stop in the middle of the woods, which I was like, oh, this is gonna be relevant later. Well, <laughs> it's not. Like I I don't. I mean, so what's the implication bit. that? That the creature went up to the trees? Yeah, right, because there were the claw marks on the trees, right? 
Yeah, I guess that's the implication. Yeah. So Dean comes back and tries to comfort Haley by telling her that Tommy might still be alive because Haley found the satellite phone basically destroyed on the ground. Mm-hmm. And then someone screams for help, and so they run towards that. But turns mm-hmm. out they were just lured away so that yep. their provisions can be taken. So yeah. all of their backpacks yeah, were taken. Yeah, and their phones. Very smart. Yeah, their weapons, everything. So Sam asks Dean to speak with him in private and then asks for the journal. And they figure out what it is, what the creature is. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to the camp and Sam and Roy get into a verbal battle. And Sam mm-hmm. almost reveals what the thing is. Mm-hmm. But Dean stops him and then Haley stops all of them. And then says that she's not leaving without Tommy. So right. Yeah. Now they're hunkering down for the night, trying to stay alive. They've built a campfire. Um, Dean's drawing symbols around the site, which are supposed to keep the creature out, um, while Roy continues to be skeptical of whatever's going on. And then Dean and Sam have like a nice little conversation where Dean is asking Sam what's up, because Sam's been especially belligerent recently. And doesn't seem to be okay. Oh, also, Dean specifically asks, you want to tell me what's going on in that freaky head of yours? Which I think is the first time Sam's referred to as a freak in the show. Yes, that's yes. true. It's going, to, it's going to come back and haunt them all later. Dean seems to think that John left them the journal as a message and he wants them to become hunters and do the, the, the iconic line saving people, hunting things, the family business. Um, Sam's more skeptical of this and is like, why doesn't he just call us? So true, Sam. And he's also a lot more focused on finding their father so that they can find who killed Jessica. Um, and Dean's sort of arguing that, like, like, what matters now is, like, helping the people here and also telling Sam to be more healthy with his emotions stop being oh which is like dean saying right that, like, like okay dean your anger okay, dean. is gonna kill you it's yeah like all like, that I anger guess you can't dean. keep it burning over the long haul it's gonna kill you all right dean like young dean i understand him saying that but like in retrospect it right does like thing a little bit hmm, hmm, all right dean all right um yeah so then yeah um, Sam's like, I don't know how to cope with this. And Dean says, I figure our family's so screwed to hell, maybe we can help some others. Makes things a little bit more bearable. And Dean also says that something else that helps is killing as many evil sons of bitches as I possibly can. Right, which is, I guess, a whole establishing hunting and also the emotions moment yeah um, this is like the only part of the episode that is actually related to the meta plot right so that's what that's what i meant when i said that like the meta plot right, stuff right. is sam's right is the sam's episode stuff. is dean's yeah, yeah no for sure and then they hear the creature mimicking a human again yelling for help i'm um, trying to get them out of the circle um and then the creature is like growling getting nearer rustling the bushes 
um, Roy tries to shoot at it, thinks that he's hit it, and then, like, runs out of the circle where he gets snatched. Yeah, he gets taken in, like, kind of a brutal shot. Because right. his his neck gets twisted yep. when he gets taken. Okay, so we we get to a commercial break, and then when we come back, it's morning, and then Haley is asking Dean about how he knows about monsters, and then he says it runs in the family, mm. and then Sam. <laughs> Sam says bitch for the first time in the show. Yeah. Oh, Sam. But he he's will grow to be. So it's not his fault. Yeah. <laughs> no Sam misogyny count yet. Yeah. He says evil son of a bitch. And that's where we get the bitch line. Yeah. And then he explains the lore. Wow. Mr. Lore Boy explains the lore to Haley. The lore is like. That cannibalism basically turns a person into a super person. Right, right. And then there's a line there that Dean says. Basically, he says that it turns the person from a human to a less than human thing. Right. Which I was like confused by the wording. Because if 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 a person is turned into basically a superhuman, yeah. you know, like... They have immortality. They have very quick speed. They have super mm-hmm. strength. And like still the very term smart. "less than human" is right. is like a bit weird. I guess yeah, like morally it's, speaking, it's, it's less the supernatural than thing where right, like every creature, well, where humans are held as the platonic ideal of existence, yeah. and all other creatures are like less than. Like angels are considered worse than humans. In supernatural, like they're they're just really out here promoting the human agenda. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I took note of it because I thought that was relevant to the whole right. like yeah no it's definitely as... like right one of the establishing moments of like supernatural's philosophy about monsters and I guess like biological determinism in a way. Though I guess what's interesting about this creature is that it starts as a human. Uh, Dean says basically that the thing can only be killed through fire. Where did Dean find the torches? Yeah, I don't know. Like, did he just have them in the car, or maybe, uh, maybe, maybe they were on the campsite. Like, maybe. Oh like, they, yeah, right. Cause they That's had to true. like build a campfire in order to have the campfire earlier. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Think, I think he probably just picked them up from the campsite. Honestly, I feel like they should have just gone back to town and gone to the local store and bought, like, some more lighter fluid and a flamethrower, because it's a real problem when Dean gets snatched later and Sam is lighter fluidless. Well, I guess, like, it's a se- there's a sense of emergency, because, you know... Right, because Tommy's gonna get eaten. Dean's leading them through the woods um and they're seeing a lot of trees with claw marks on them um and then sam sort of realizes that i guess the claw prints are too easy to follow like the creature left them on purpose to lead them into a track trap Mm -hmm. um and then we get 
the classic supernatural blood dripping on you from above, and then you look up, and it's Roy, and he's dead in the tree, and he falls down, and they're like, ah, he sure is dead. And then there's... I replayed that scene, because I didn't know where the sound was coming from. Like, I didn't realize that blood was dripping on Haley. I was like, what's that noise? And then, yeah. so, like, I went back, and it's I was like, oh, it's blood. It's, it's blood Hashtag supernatural. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, right. And then they hear growling from the creature, and they're all running and running. And then um, Sam and Ben end up losing Dean and Haley. Ben and Sam are walking around, and they're talking about why the creature killed Roy and Sam was like well probably Roy pissed the creature off because he shot at it so they're just walking around they're trying to look for Dean and Haley until Ben finds a trail of M&M's hashtag product placement (laughs) so they end up on a mine while following the trail and they go inside and they see the creature and they, yeah. they hide from the creature, which, like, this is the point where I'm like, my suspension of disbelief yeah, no, is like, being challenged. It's supposed to be, like, incredibly fast, but nah, it's just chilling. It's taking a stroll. Yeah, it's literally just walking around, like, heavy and lumbering. Right, like, this is not, like, a fast creature. Also, not... like, mm-hmm. did, was it's senses ever mentioned like did they ever mention if it can hear things or see things i don't i don't think that was mentioned but like you'd think that like a creature that is described as an excellent hunter would like have a good sense of smell and hearing like ben's little gasp totally should have been heard but nah yeah also, again, they totally should have just gone back to town and bought more flamethrower shit. <laughs> like, I don't care that, like, time is of the essence or whatever. It's probably not going to eat them now. Like, why are you coming into this, like, completely empty-handed? You are both so screwed. <sighs> but apparently I, not. I, uh... <laughs> they still win in the end, so it's fine. Yeah. Uh... They continue walking, and then they fall into the floor, Mm. I guess, and there's a basement, and the basement is full of bones, which was like a little bit of a jump scare for us and for Ben. There's the skulls on the ground. They're all very clean. (laughs) Well, the the creature (laughs) is a ferocious eater. Right, right. Lick the bones clean. Mm Mm-hmm. So they find Dean and Haley, and Haley and Dean are tied up on the ceiling. Yep. So they wake they wake them up, bend towards Haley and Sam towards Dean. And when they're on the ground, Haley finds Tom, which she th- which she thought was dead, mm-hmm. but then turned out to be alive, which was another jump scare. Yeah. When he gasps for breath. Mm-hmm. And so the siblings are reunited. And Dean finds flare guns in what I presume is their provision pack that the creature took earlier. The the specifics of that are a bit fuzzy, but like I'm assuming, I'm assuming that. 
Right. And then they hear the creature coming back, and Haley recognizes that they won't be able to outrun it, even though it isn't fast. From last we saw, um, so Dean decides to split off from the group and be a distraction, um, while Sam helps get Haley and her brothers out of there. Um, Dean says, Chow time, you <laughs> freaky bastard. Yeah, that's right. Bring it on, baby. I taste good. Okay, the way Dean. He says, I taste good was he so literally funny. He says, too. I taste good. He says, like, I taste good. <laughs> right. Like, oh, he also says, You want some white meat, bitch? Oh my god, I know. <laughs> like, at least you're aware. Well, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. And I know, like, that that scene, I don't know what they were going for. Uh, I guess it was both supposed to be comedic, but also, like, scary. Right. Or was it just supposed to be scary? That scene, I think it was supposed to be, like, funny and scary, right? Because it's like, oh, look at your favorite little guy, Dean, just being so funny and cocky. But, oh no, he's sure maybe going to get eaten. Ah. Right, um, the creature's lurking around. Um, Sam tells Haley and her brothers to get out. Um, right, and then we finally see the face of the creature. It looks like Gollum. It just looks like it's Gollum. It's disappointing. I wish right. we just never saw the face of the creature. Right, because I think I think they do a decent job of, like, building up the suspense and, like, only seeing the corners of the creature and then like you're like ah face reveal for realsies and it, it's just not it's a little <laughs> some guy it's a wrinkly little guy with big ears and then yeah sam tries to shoot it and then runs off um and then dean was shows- the exit closed why couldn't um, they go out yeah i don't know how close the exit was I don't know. I think it wasn't that far. I feel like they were mostly just slow because they had to carry Tommy. No, but like they were at the end of the tunnel. That's and true. They had to. Get Sam was to like, the- "Damn it!" And then they just stands in front of them, like defending them. And I was like, "What right. are they doing? Like, Is like the exit closed?" I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I genuinely have no idea. I think since it's a mineshaft, like, there was, like, probably, like, an incline, so it was probably harder to get up. Mm, maybe. But I'm... I think they were just like, it's close now, because it suits the plot better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Dean shows up and shoots the creature, and the creature burns up. And, yay, they're good. So... We go to the epilogue, which is um, Ben telling Ben and Sam telling the police that basically they saw this like eight hundred nine hundred pound bear, right? That and that it attacked them, etc. And then Haley and Dean are talking, mm. and then I okay. Mm. So ticking. I know what you're gonna I'm, say. I'm I know what you're gonna say. I'm moving no, to okay. I'm yeah. going to defend him. I'm going oh, to defend okay. him. Right? All right, all right. So, like, okay, I'm going to explain first what happened, which is that uh, Haley says, I don't know how to thank you. And then Dean makes, like, a cheesy, like, smolder face. Mm-hmm. And then Haley says, 
oh, come on, must you cheapen the moment? And Dean goes, yeah, like, you know, really funnily. Right. And then Haley kisses Dean on the cheek. Mm-hmm. So, okay, here's my defense of Dean. Okay. Like, at, this, at the beginning of the... At the beginning of the episode, Haley and Dean like haven't been through anything. They don't know each other, right? Mm-hmm. But like because during here they're basically like acquainted. This mm-hmm. is just like for me, like in my perspective, this is just like a little bit of flirting with a friend, you know? Okay. Like it's not like offensive. Because they know each other and they've been through shit and it's just like a little funny joke that like, oh, remember when at first we were like, I was like trying to hit on you and now I'm still trying to hit on you and then we've been through shit in the middle of that. It's like, it's, it's not, of, I don't find it like of, as offensive as like the pistol comment or the, the other comment that <laughs> we cringed at earlier, the... What's that? Yeah. Um, the... What, calling her a sweetheart, or was it... No, no. The... I've never been honest to oh any other girl. Oh my god, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that one. <laughs> okay, I think... So, like, it's... You know, what do you okay, think? Okay, I think my feeling... Okay. I understand your perspective there. I feel like my problem with this scene is sort of just my problem with Haley's portrayal in general... And, like, sort of just the general trend of, like, you know, like, funny guy makes sort of sexual harassy comment, but the girl's always, like, cool about it. Like, she's always like, ah, you sly dog, and sort of laughs and shrugs it off. Like, I just, I think, I think my issue is just with that trend in general, because, like, like, male writers want to think that when they are sexually harassing people, they are being funny, and they also think yeah. that... And they're like, oh, well, I would never, like, actually assault someone. Like, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm a good person. So, like, like of course women shouldn't, like, feel uncomfortable or scared or threatened when I say something like that because, like, I'm a good guy, and they should know that. But, like, they don't know that, and they shouldn't know that, and they shouldn't, like, these characters... Like, realistically, would not be like, ah, you sly dog, you silly little man. I love you so much. Right? Like, it's like, 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 like earlier, like, she's in the woods with this guy, like, she doesn't know, and he has, like, guns, and has been making advances. And, like, his brother is there, and is quite tall, and could probably also overpower her. Like, she should be terrified. She should continue to be terrified. And, like, I understand, like, her at the end. Maybe, like, she and Dean had some fun little chats while they were hanging up there by meat hooks. So, like, yeah, I think the specific moment isn't that bad. But, like, I think it's just, like, the culmination. It's, like, this is what the writers thought of their relationship. This is how the writers are going to leave it off. And it's bad. It's, it's, I guess it's a writer misogyny moment more than a Dean misogyny moment. I yeah. Guess, is what I think. But yeah, I still, I still hate, I still hate the moment and would, would love to put some kind of a tally mark on it. But I understand okay. not putting a Dean misogyny tally mark on it. I'll, I'll let him stay at seven. The, <laughs> should we, should we do a separate tally mark for writer's misogyny moment or would that right, be too yeah, much? Right, yeah, no, let's, right, okay, writer misogyny <laughs> No, because like, writer misogyny moment, like, first, 
scene of the show is like Mary dying on the ceiling for man pain. Right, like, right, yeah. That's already... First one is Mary. Second writer misogyny moment. Yeah, is Jess, I guess, but also like the woman in white in general, I think, is a writer misogyny moment. <laughs> you know what? Let's not do the writer's yeah, misogyny honestly, moment. Yeah, there's anymore. too many. There's too many. Yeah. There's just too many. Let's just stick with Dean. Right. Okay, so after Haley kisses Dean, he turns mm-hmm. around and then barely looks at Sam and yeah. then goes, Thank you, Sam. <laughs> right. Literally doesn't even look at him, which I yeah. was like, oh my god! Right, you just kissed the he, other guy, and now you're just you going like, his thank you. Body while the creature was going at you. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I yeah, whatever. I guess. But Dean they were establishing Haley and Dean more. Yeah, yeah. So, and then Sam and Dean are sitting behind. Uh, on the hood of the car, and Dean was like, "Oh, I hate hunt. I hate camping." And Dean, mm-hmm. Sam was like, "Me too." So yeah. Dean says, "You know, we're gonna find Dad, right?" And Sam was like, "I know," but in the meantime, I'm driving, and they drive off into the night or morning or whatever time right. it is of the day. The whole needle drop, and the episode ends. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like the ending. I don't know. I think they tried too hard to make it lighthearted at the end. The, the ending where they like cut to the car driving is like so weird. Like, she, like I wish they just ended it after Sam was like, "I'm driving," right. and then that's it. Because like the cut to the car was like so jarring, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, there's more. There's more to this episode." And then it just ends. It's like, like, no, oh, there's, there's not. nothing. It's like, we just wanted to blow our money on, like, getting the rights to another song in this episode. <laughs> Which I don't even recognize. So, that's mm-hmm. a fail on their part. So, we have a new segment that we didn't do last time. Oh, right. <laughs> called Best Line, Worst Line. Yeah. So, what do you think is the best line in this episode? I'm, I'm going to say mine first. Okay, yeah. yeah. So... My favorite line in the episode is the iconic one, you know, saving people, hunting things, the family business. I I think, you know, that line is something that Supernatural would cling on and fail to embody through the years. But f- mm. for what it is, it's a good line. Like, yeah, that's what this show is about. Like, if you're introducing the show... And you're watching it the first time, and you want to know what it's about. Saving people, hunting things, the family business is basically what is it? What it is about in the beginning. So, I was like, ah, oh, that's yeah, it's a line. <laughs> Probably my favorite line is just it was the one I skipped over in my in my cemetery recap, but just I should have protected you. I should have told you the truth. Just because I think it says a lot of interesting things about Sam, and it also has so much, like, untouched potential in that, like, they should have told other people about the supernatural. Like, they should have protected people by telling them the truth. But, alas, the show never really meant, went in that direction. So, yeah. so I will just have this line to comfort me in my old age. Okay, so I think we both agree with the worst line, <laughs> which is the uh, 
the one about honesty. Oh my god. I've yeah. never been honest with a yes. woman like this or whatever it ever. was. God. Ever. Oh, come on, Dean. Oh. His game is so bad. It's so bad. The only reason why he gets girls is because he's like the prettiest man alive. <laughs> Otherwise, right. like, dude, come on. Okay, I'm going to search it up. But, like, in the meantime, what do you think is the IMBD rating? Huh, okay. I mean, I feel like it's probably just going to be lower than the pilot just because it's less iconic. Um, But I think, like, it's, like, a good second episode in the way it, like, establishes what hunting is and what it's like um and like I don't know I think it it has some like decent jump scares and stuff like for the horror fans so like I don't know like an 8.5 8.5? that's so high I was going for like a 7.8 ooh okay what's your reasoning? well because it was like like nothing basically nothing happens plot wise yeah, you know. I guess like for a second episode, I guess I viewed it as I guess for okay, I'm going to view episode. it as like a monster of the week episode, right? Yeah, like for the what the monster was. I don't know. I was like, I guess it was it was kind of creepy. <laughs> I don't know, because <laughs> I'm not a horror fan, so like I don't know the 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 themes of the genre or like mm. what it should be about. And like, I liked Haley. I think Haley was a yeah, good character. I like Haley. They made I think Hayley her brother likable. Yeah, I think her brother was literally a no character person. Yeah, he was <laughs> underutilized. I suppose. Yeah, I would say okay. I'm going to be a bit more generous and say an eight point two. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna search it up. Uh huh. It's an eight over ten. Okay, so yeah, both of us shot too high. <laughs> After your jackpot last week, yeah, we are, no, I, I really, ha- I really diminished in sit on this one. Yeah, uh, I can't believe both of us were nicer to Supernatural than the overall audience, the general public, <laughs> right? Well, you know, I would okay to clarify to the audience, right? I think this is the part where we say that, like, do you love the show, Crystal? From what, what you know of it, do you love the show? No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I love cats. We're starting a podcast. Yeah, exactly. That was what I was going to say. Like, I love certain aspects of it. I love, um, I love Cass. I love Sam. Especially earlier, Sam. Mm. Dean, I have complicated feelings for. But, I mean, I watched the show for so long. Of course, I'm going to love that guy, you know. And I love the characters like Charlie, Kevin. Like, these characters I love. But I've always had the perspective that the show was not good enough for these people, you know. Mm. Like, I've always been a person who was like, Cass should be in another show because he's such a good character and Cass Supernatural is under you know, shit like that. 
So you should be in our houses. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I guess I'm just trying to say here that like we don't necessarily love the show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, yes, we overshot the IMBD rating, but like maybe we'll get better at this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think after. Maybe by the end of season one, we'll we'll understand what what America wants from Supernatural. So uh, that's it for this episode of Busty Asian Beauties. Next time we will be talking about season one, episode three, "Dead in the Water." Follow us on social media. We are on Twitter at twitter.com/beautiespodcast, and on Tumblr at bustyasianbeautiespod.tumblr.com. You can email us any feedback, comments, or inquiries at bustyasianbeautyspod at gmail.com. So, see you guys next time! Bye! Bye.